Greetings, folks, and welcome back to the Small Business Show here. It's uh, 2020, and we have no idea what to do for this episode. Is that right, <laughs> Shannon? We're, we're leaning back on our plan B, maybe plan C and D, so we're going to talk about that today for sure. For sure, yeah, because we, we had a plan. We had a guest that, uh, that couldn't make it at the last minute, and that happens, and you have to be ready for that sort of thing, and yeah, that's totally fine. It's how it, sometimes the, how it goes. Sometimes these shows, yeah, sometimes the... Uh, impromptu shows where we each talk about a few different things that are going on are some of the best shows that we've ever done. They get some of the best reactions from our listeners. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, start recording again in 2020 and I'm looking forward to, uh, to the rest of the year. Yeah. Same. Hey, before we uh, get whatever this episode is going to be started, I want to reiterate something that you will have said at the end, which is email us at feedback at business show.co and tell us about your business. It might be more interesting than you think. And we might want to have you on the show. So feedback at business show.co. Tell us definitely what you got going on. And, and we'll say it again at the end of the show, or Shannon has already said it at the end of the show. It's weird. The way time shifts, isn't it? This whole, <laughs> this whole concept of linear time. Uh, we could do a whole show about that, but, but we won't because that's not what this is. I'm Dave Hamilton. He's Shannon Jean. And this is the small business show. Episode 258. <laughs> Hey, Dave. How was CES? CES was, you know, it's good. I I hear a lot of people complain about (laughs) CES and and understandably so. It's a it's a mess, right? You know, there's one hundred eighty thousand extra people in Las Vegas. Uh, It's right after all at that show. All at all. at All at CES. Yeah. You know, it spans the entire length of the strip with five convention centers that are official and then countless meeting suites and other convention centers. Like there's a convention center at the Hard Rock Hotel that is not part of CES. And actually, the Hard Rock Hotel is no more as of like tomorrow or something. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're changing oh. it to the, the Virgin Hotel or something. But oh, it, but anyway, uh, yeah. Harmon, JBL, now Samsung rents out the convention center at the Hard Rock and puts on their own pavilion there because they want to, oh. you know, their their stuff would span so many different pavilions at at CES. They've got the automotive, they've got the yes. you know the audio stuff, and and they want to, of course, keep it all like on brand, and they want to have all their executives in one place, not spread around. And uh. you know, it's smart, right? So and do they open that up to everybody, or is it oh, kind no, of invited no, no, guests, no. journalists, that kind of thing? Invited guests and journalists. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. so. Um, so there's like there's all the the official stuff and then, uh, you know, all the unofficial stuff that just sort of it, it takes over every corner of Las Vegas. And now I hear they're building a sixth official convention hall that they're going to oh. use for CES. Going, I don't even know what they're going to do with that. That's but, wild. you know, it's it's fine. I mean, it. the thing is, if you go to CES with a plan. You are fine. Some conferences, you can just go and wander, you know, especially if they're not that one. No, No because you can't. Somebody did the math before I I went this year. They I don't know, some email list I'm on or something. And they said, look, if you if you take the hours that the convention halls are open for whatever, four days and 
you have no no travel time between booths and especially no travel time between expo halls, which could be, you know, an hour if you get stuck in the wrong traffic or go at the wrong time or whatever. Uh, and you try to see every booth. And of course, you don't eat or or, you know, take a bio break or anything like that. You would have 23 seconds per booth to spend with these people. So an yeah, impossibility crazy. to see everything. Right. And and so you have to go in with a plan and it. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that. Yeah, I, I'm right. I, we've done shows in the past about the, the trade shows, conferences, yeah. and I'm, I'm a, a, a big proponent of them. I think they're very uh, useful on a number of different levels. Uh, not the least is, you know, connecting face to face with people that you may not get a chance to see, uh, as well as just kind of reinvigorating yourself, getting yourself excited about your industry, that kind of stuff. Totally. But you're right. You know, without a plan, it, it can be a nightmare. And I have done that, uh, you Same. know, as I was mentioning, you know, you show up, you think you're going to walk around and make some great connections. And you're just one person in 180,000. And it's tough to make those connections. Um, so how, how do you prepare for before you go? What, and yours will be a little different because you're also coming from a, a journalist angle. Correct. Is that the primary uh, role you're playing at at that's a show. That's the primary, you know, role yeah. is an interesting thing. If, if you if you put it in as the role of an actor, then, yeah, that's sort of my that's my 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 door opener, if you will, at, at yeah. CBS. And and there is a lot that I do in terms of coverage. I you know, I try to put together, you know, 15 or 20 separate pieces from the show floor at, at CE or from my experience at CES, I, I actually spend very little time on the show floor as we'll get to, but, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing, but th there is, you know, CES as with any conference, but CES, especially I, I look at as a, a very big force of gravity. It brings a lot of people to the same general place the, certainly, you know, the same two mile stretch of, of, you know, Las Vegas strip or whatever it is. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's handy. You, you know, if there's people that I need to see or want to see or feel that it is valuable to see, um, CES probably saves me 10 to 15 separate trips to go and see those people. Sure. You Makes know, sense. yeah. So, so yes, but, but using the role of journalist is definitely my primary, uh, function there, I guess. I mean, you know, I wear so many hats all the time. I don't know that there's ever one that I wear, you know, without others sort of being right under, right under the surface. Um, sure. But, you know, there's a lot of networking and that sort of thing. So, so my goal going in is yes, to get some coverage, but also neat industry connections, either maintaining, you know, I call it relationship maintenance or relationship development. Uh, and that really is my primary goal. So there's the role and there's the goal. And my primary goal is is relationships while I'm there, um, you know, new relationships and existing relationships just to sure. keep people kind of moving along. So I always say that my planning for CES starts in November. Now, really, it probably starts in I mean, I've already got my hotel rooms booked for next year um, because I've found that it's cheaper to buy or to rent, you know, uh, a two bedroom suite at a hotel than it is 
to get two separate rooms and with the suite, I get a living room in between. So I have several suites already booked for next year. I'll nice. cancel the ones I don't need, but you yeah. know, just the sort of the being smart about how you're booking. That makes that sense. Stuff. Yeah. And I really like that too, because especially if you're bringing, cause we used to bring employees with us. Yeah. CES is it gives you a place that you can a centralized. Okay. I've got this living room kind of thing yeah, in between the bedrooms and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can hang out, you can meet, you can kind of, okay, what's the plan for the day yes. uh, versus trying to do it like in a hotel lobby, you know, where it's chaos and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's I, a mess. I really do like that idea. Yeah, it's yeah. great. You can you can bring room service in one day if you need to get, you know, some work done and you can bring a breakfast in or whatever. And and yeah, so so that that that's, you know, it's an ever evolving sort of thing. But um, but that I've already got booked for next year because they don't put the CES pricing in until like May or June. So I try to get ahead of that. And, uh, and thus far it, it has worked, so, but, but really my, my schedule planning starts in, in, you know, right. Maybe a week or two before Thanksgiving. And I start looking through who's going to be there, who I want to meet with. And I start, the first thing I do is plan out where I'm going to be, on any given segment of any given day. And at, at CES, I break my day down into three segments morning, which is basically until noon, you know, afternoon, which would go from noon ish to say five ish and then evening. So morning, afternoon, evening, where am I going to be at any of these points? Because the travel around Vegas is the worst time suck that you can have. Yeah. Oh, it's so, terrific. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've had some people in the past that have said, hey, I want to meet with you while you're there. What we've done is rented, uh, you know, Hummer limo or something. And so you tell us when you need to travel from point A to point B and we will take you and give you your meeting in the car on the way. So that's sort of the benefit that's of being a journalist. Yeah, exactly. Right. People that somebody yeah, that people nice. want to meet with. I'm sure investors get the same sort of thing. Um but but generally speaking, the downtime, you know, the travel time is is downtime. It doesn't have to be. And I've got an example of where that worked out really well. But uh, so, you know, I, I plan that very carefully. I plan where I stay very carefully. We have found that staying at the Mirage is great because it's kind of in the middle of the strip and it's right across the street from the Venetian, which is twice the price for the rooms. But it's literally across the street like Vegas. You could say next door and it could be a 20 minute walk. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. It's very, it can be very deceiving, especially late at night. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but yeah. the the Venetian is truly just across the street from the Mirage and the Venetian is connected to the Sands Convention Center and also all the meeting space at the Sands. And the Mirage is also right next door to Caesars, which has a ton of meeting space. Um, and the Mirage is where one of the bigger press events is hosted one of the nights. So it really is a good central place to be. The only thing it's not next to is, of course, the Las Vegas Convention Center. There's a couple of ways to get there. There's a bus from the Mirage. There's a bus that runs all day between the Sands and the Las Vegas Convention Center. And then, of course, there's Uber and Lyft, which are, relatively speaking, a new uh, arrival in Vegas, but makes makes all the difference in the world. You can kind of get around if you if you know what you're doing. So I plan my 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 days. I break them up into three quad or three uh, segments, periods, if you will, if you're a hockey player. Right. Uh, and uh and then I and I, I say, OK, this is where I'm going to be here. This one will be there. And then as as uh, all the emails come in or I think of the people that I want to meet with, I reach out, I find out where they're going to be. And then I try and compartmentalize my meetings with them so that I can really make things efficient. And by and large, it works. 
there are there are three main press events that happen. Um, there are these there are these weird events. If you've never been to one, it's it's sort of hard to describe. I, I've heard somebody call them speed dating with the press. CES has one that they put on called Unveiled, and then there's two that are third party ones called uh, Showstoppers and Pepcom. And what it is is it's kind of like an expo hall, but it's not. It's 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 one big room, but no one has like an elaborate booth. Everybody is just at a table and it makes it really easy to jump from one place to the next without having to deal with, you know, somebody has this, you know, flying car in their booth and all this other crazy distracting stuff. People are just there to, to show you and talk about their products. And the only attendees are press, which is great because assuming I'm there in the role of press, uh, if I show up and you're there, and you're talking to someone, chances are the second half of your conversation is relevant to me. So I can just eavesdrop in on that. And then when you're done, you leave and I get the first half of the conversation and then I'm ready to go. And it works out great. That's cool. And it's yeah. super efficient. So if I can meet people there, I will not meet them anywhere else. Like if they're going to be there, I don't agree to go to their booth or their meeting suite or anything like that because it's super efficient and I can really make use of the time. And of course, I'm hearing about their products, but I'm also meeting with them as humans. So there's that whole relationship maintenance big development goal. Yeah, that's being served. And so a lot of times I'll talk to people and it's like, well, we're probably not going to cover your stuff, but or at least not this week. But, you know, we're here. We're humans. We get to interact. And, and that's a good thing. So, yeah, no, that's great. And, and I think from uh, a small business owner perspective, I, I think you ought to try to get into a trade show or a conference of some type. At least once a year, oh, at least because, yeah, if there's more, you know, maybe regional ones or close to you or, you know, if you don't want to travel as much that I think, you know, more is better. But yeah. the key is you have to have that plan. And I I like what, you know, when we were going, we did a couple of different things. One is we would use it as an incentive for employees that we wanted to reward by, hey, why don't you go represent us at this show? Sure. If and, and sometimes we would be, you know, we'd have our own booth. And so we would let, you know, Hey, we, we need people to come work the booth. But other times it was just, Oh, Hey, we're going to CES in the case of this show. Why don't you come with us? This is what you want to do. And yeah. we would set, set some clear, uh, I hate to use the word goals because we believe in systems here and not goals, but yes. we would I would create a system where they could be successful meeting people at the show. And one of the things that I see a lot uh, is that pre-planning, I see it on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, some folks who I think are really good at it is uh, the people over at Tech Defenders. We had member uh, Gary Von Meyer yeah. on the show, one of the founders of Tech Defenders. And I see in their feed all the time, we're going to this show. These are the two people that are going to be there. Let's meet. Do you want to connect? You know, here's how to connect with us. And I love that because it's in their feed. Whoever's following tech defenders or these individuals, it allows you to, uh, oh, hey, I'm going to be there. Why don't we, you know, let's let's meet. Let's have coffee. Let's have a beer. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think LinkedIn is a really great way to get that pre-planning done, uh, either with a post like that or you know, go into your suppliers, uh, LinkedIn pages or, or talk to your reps. Hey, are you going to this show? Can we get together? Can we meet? Are you guys hosting? Are you going to have a suite? You know, like you said, yeah. a lot of most things don't take place uh, on the show floor. No. Right? It, 
It's a lot at hotels around the area, you know, different suites, dinners, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you want to try to get connected with that. And I think LinkedIn is a great way. And just your, your contacts in general, you know, send out an email and let them know I'm going to be at this, this show. Is there any chance that we can get together? That's yeah. No. And, and people like it, but with, with what, as I found with CES, as I get into the, you know, probably second week of December, a lot of people's schedules are already full. Not not oh, completely yeah, yeah. full, sure. but full to the point where I have trouble fitting them into my desired, you know, schedule by location matrix that I've come yeah, up with. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I, I start out early. And uh, and there, oh, okay. I mean, even this year, there were some folks that I meet with routinely and almost have them just, you know, put in my schedule at a certain time uh, every year. And this year, you know, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I was a few days later or something, you, you know, who knows? And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, that time's booked. And it's like, whoa, seriously. OK, I thought yeah. I was I thought I was one of the early ones. I guess not. You know, you got to be sure gotta be on top of this stuff. So so this year was a little different because I because I had a few of those that I had to sort of detour around to get to. But, you know, you always make it work. I always leave room for, you know, what I like to call the audibles, right, where something comes up as it always is going to when there's, you know, a week like that where it's like, oh, I definitely want to meet with that person. So suddenly I now need to squeeze something in that I just didn't plan for. But but I did plan for it because I I, I left room. And, yeah. you know, you no, always prioritize if you've got a meeting with one person and somebody more important comes up, man, you know. That that's on you to make that call. And sometimes it's like, well, yeah, I'll just cancel that one. People have meetings canceled at trade shows all the time. It's not that sure. big of a deal, you know, so. Yeah. And, and you know, from a small business owner's perspective, maybe CE, the, a, a massive show like CES is not the most productive. Maybe it's smaller shows, you know, yeah. that oh, are yeah. closer to you where you can have more of a, a bigger impact, you know, and, and it's like, oh, I we used to do these uh, educational conferences with you know school administrators because that was our niche for the repair of devices and that kind of thing and you know laptops ipads that kind of stuff yeah and so sometimes you know we'd go to a a show a a small you know regional show man and there would only be a couple hundred booths but we would be busy the entire time and you where you you would really stand out especially if you have a nice looking booth and you know i i bought a uh, a pre-owned trade show booth on ebay you know and uh, always looking for a deal we did a little bit of refurbishment put some new signage up and it looked great and it makes you stand out uh, against the the company that's standing there behind a folding table yeah right uh, right you know and, and so you can have a big impact even at a small show because as we all know one contact can make the show worthwhile well that's right? the key is is yeah. just knowing that that there's you know you don't have to extract or glean the same amount of value out of each person that you meet with i will have some meetings and i certainly did last week where it was like well that was a waste of time and you know yeah, in terms of know. opportunity cost that was like 45 minutes to you know walk myself from wherever i was to here spend 30 minutes meeting with you now i got to go split and talk to somebody else it's like well that's fine but other times you know you're there and it's like oh wow if I didn't come to Vegas for this, I never yep. would have gotten the opportunity to do X, Y, or Z. And that's going to be the thing that, you know, helps propel my business forward. So yeah, yeah. you just got to be you just, yeah. 
you never know. You know, you never know who that person is, who they're going to introduce you to, yep. who's going to mention the meeting that you had. Oh, I had a great meeting with, you know, Dave Hamilton and he mentioned this and that you, you just you just don't know where it's going to lead to. And it kind of comes back to that concept we we discuss a lot is just getting yourself out there, you know, saying yes to things like this and, and uh, meeting, you know, making new contacts and uh, putting yourself out there. I think you can do some uh, really positive things at some of these shows and conferences. And I know, Dave, I know you speak at a number of, you know, these kinds of events. And that's another thing. If you're your expertise in whatever field that you're in, many of these shows, I would say virtually all of them, are always looking for speakers, uh, people to host, you know, small events or sit on a panel if you don't want to do something on your own and, you know, reach out to those folks that are uh, organizing the events and get some exposure for your your business as well as your own personal brand. I think it's for very sure. re- rewarding as well to be able to get up there and talk about things you probably take for granted that you know the ins and outs of, whether it's manufacturing cardboard boxes, uh, designing websites, designing stickers, building whatever. Yeah. I, you know, when you get up there and people start asking questions and you're like, wow, you know, this is great. And you start providing information back to them. It really helps fuel your uh, creative process. And, uh, you know, it, it's good for the soul. It's great. It, it is. I've, I've often told our staff, you know, people will say, oh, this conference looks good. That conference looks good. And sometimes it's worth sending someone for the education value of a conference or if they're going to be the type of if, if you know that they're going to be networking in a good way, like, yep, it, that's great. It's a good expense. But all of those, most of those things, not all, but most of those things. uh you also have that opportunity to speak and you they are not mutually exclusive, right? You can yeah. you can do both. And so I've often said, if you want to go to a conference uh, and you want approval for us to you know pay for it, get yourself a speaking gig. And that way they're promoting your name, too. And by proxy, our name. And that's a good thing for all of us. You know, yeah, you, you oh, can I go agree. to a conference and speak and still learn and still network and all of that. It doesn't you know, it doesn't just have to be one of the others. So I, yeah, have, I love that. I have a great little anecdote that I want to tell about maximizing your travel time at a conference, especially one like CES. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor, Linode at L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash S-B-S. You know, no matter what you're doing with your business, you're going to want a server to run something on. And when you're traveling, you don't want to have to be the one managing the server that's back in your office. You want a server that's hosted somewhere that's fast, that's reliable, that's managed by a team of people that manage servers for a living, not run your business for a living because you're running your business. You definitely want to delegate this to people that are experts and the folks at Linode are experts. They know how to manage servers. In fact, they know how to build servers so that they can be cost effective and still fast. They use SSDs for everything, for all the disk access so that you know that your server is going to be running as fast as it can. Even if you opt for something like, say, their Nanode, which is just five bucks a month, still running on those fast disks so that you're not waiting for things. And if you like managing servers, you can You can get to the command line on these and go to the terminal, as we Mac people call it, and do whatever you want. But sometimes that's not fun. And for a lot of folks, that's not even an option. Well, you don't have to worry about it because Linode's cloud manager lets you set up your server without ever even thinking about the command line. 
You want to set up a WordPress server for your business? No problem. You just go in, you tell it you want to set up a WordPress server and it asks you some questions and then it does all the configuring that you or someone else would have to do at the command line. It's all done automatically. You want to set up a VPN. You want to set up all kinds of things. Check out the Linode Cloud Manager and see what you can do. Go check it out. Linode.com slash SBS is where you want to go because that gives you a $20 credit on us. And that way you can start without spending money out of your pocket. Remember I said their smallest server is the Nanode at five bucks a month. You get four months free with 20 bucks. So check it out. Linode.com slash SBS. Our thanks to Linode for sponsoring this episode. All right. So, so before you tell your, before you, before yeah. you tell your story. Yeah, man. Uh, so I just jump up on Linode's website and yeah. they have a page. I really like the way they do this. Linode.com uh, slash events. Okay. And it shows all these events they're going to be at throughout the year. So we've everything, not just in the U.S., Canada, some in uh, Malaysia. Sure. So either they're either presenting at a conference or in some cases hosting the conference. So, you know, again, great thing to have on your website, uh, so you know, smart. a link that says connect with us or events and go up there and post. OK, we're going to be here. Here's who you contact. Oh, we're going to have a booth here. Here's the here's the uh, directions and how to how to meet us. Uh, really, you know. Don't just, you got to talk about it. Even if you just yeah. go and and wander around, this needs to be part of your plan and you need to promote it in your company newsletter, let your suppliers know and put it up on your website. Yeah. So I thought they, they had a great, uh, a good way of doing it up there. I figured they would. That's so great. I just jumped over here. No, yeah. that's great. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and that's one of the things, if you're going to these conferences, tell people that you're going to a conference. That's an important part of it. And definitely. So, okay. So, I had one day where I spent my morning at the Las Vegas Convention Center and then my afternoon was going to be at the Sands. So this is I say that I avoid the show floor like the plague. And and that is true. Uh, by and large, the, the show floor, the problem with the show floor at um, a trade show like CES is not everybody is there for the same reason. So for me, I'm there to kind of meet with people. But, you know, as I said, my role, the face that I wear is that of press most of the time. And and so if people don't want to meet with journalists, well, then it's it's much more uh, difficult to get a meeting with them. But even if they do want to meet with journalists, there are other people on the show floor. Sometimes it's, you know, a distributor from Best Buy that's on the on the show floor. And many companies will punt a meeting with a journalist in order to have a meeting with the distributor from Best Buy. And I right. understand that as a business person. Right. So I try to go and get meetings where there's less risk of interruption, because sometimes it's just some tire kicker or, you know, somebody that, that's got some idea that they're trying to pitch to the people and they get in the way because the show floor, once you're there, it's like, you know, I've had people like just sort of hang on while they walk me around and show me their stuff. And then they're asking questions and it's like, dude, okay, great. So I try to avoid it, but there are a few companies that I want to see and meet with that the show floor is really the only effective place to do it. So I do, I go to the show floor. I found this year <laughs> by accident, I left my, I, I wear glasses for distance, like for driving and, and watching TV or movies. And, uh, and I also like to wear them on show floors where I have to see long distances to read like booth numbers and things like that. So I was wearing my glasses, but I left my regular glasses in my hotel room. 
So all I had was sunglasses with me, which is fine. You know, I put them on. I can see it's brightly lit. It's no, no problem. And I realized the other problem with wearing a badge that says media on it is people want to pester you sometimes. The people oh, you don't yeah. want to talk to. But I realized, wow, nobody's pestering me today. And I was like, oh, I look like that jerk that's walking around with sunglasses on. Uh, this is great. So so maybe uh, that's, that's a new good. a new little tip. Yeah. But so I had five or six people that I wanted to see on on the show floor there and then met with somebody in the media lounge, which at the Vegas Convention Center. And then I had to uh I had to go to the Sands to to also have some similar meetings, and I took their little shuttle bus that that runs between the two. It's it's fairly efficient and all of that good stuff. And I you you know that on the shuttle bus you're going to wind up sitting with someone because they fill the bus and then send it. So there's no hope of you know being in a two seat by yourself or anything like that. Oh right, right. So I I sort of embrace that, and I always just sit next to someone that looks interesting. And yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Well, you never know, right? And, yeah. and at least at the very least, you're going to have a, a decent conversation that passes the time as opposed to just sitting there, you know. And so this time I happened to sit next to somebody that looked interesting this guy and uh, and he was uh, and and it was in a seat that was there. It was two seats on either side of this bus. But this particular setup of seats was two facing two. So it was possible for somebody else like to sit on the other side for a long drive. You wouldn't necessarily want that because you're sort of kicking each other. But for a short 10, 15 minute drive, it's no problem. And this woman sat across from us and we were chit chatting and, and, you know, talking about what we all did. And and she told us about this technology she had. And it was like, wait a minute, like, this is really cool. They're, they're, I'll, I'll link to the video so that I don't have to go through it here, but they're okay. using ultrasound to sense proximity and they're they can they, they've written the software that does this they'll use the speaker and microphones in your smartphone to send and and listen to this ultrasound and and as your hand gets closer to the phone it knows that it's closer based on the way the sound reflection is happening it means you don't need to have an infrared sensor in the phone. You don't need to power an infrared sensor, right? Like all this stuff, it's just using existing tech that's in there. And, and she was telling me that, you know, they can get really granular with this. They, they're, they're doing some tests where they can even detect a heartbeat with this, which is really cool. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, oh, this is great. And so I did a little video where she demoed the product for me. And the whole thing happened on this bus. It just turned out that she was the CEO of this company, Elliptic Labs, that, um, that that you know that makes this software and they've been working on it for like eight years. I mean, it seems like a simple concept, but you know, probably really difficult to code up. You know, lots of math and and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. But like, those are the kinds of things that can happen when you sit down on a bus and talk with people. And it, you know, I'm I I know this is going to come as a, as a surprise, but I am I am a natural introvert. I'm not necessarily shy. I, st I still don't believe that. Dave. I know. I, still don't I, know. I think it depends on the L the uh, uh, the situation. Well, that's right? it. I can be outgoing. Yeah. I can. Yes. Be, I, I like I said, I've, I've learned not to be shy. I wasn't always not shy, but, you know, you can sort of overcome that. Uh, but. But as an as an as an introvert, like I need my my alone time. I need my downtime. And and that's what helps me recharge so that I can then go out and be this person in public. And it's not that I'm yeah. a different person. It's just, you know, I need that recharge time. So uh, but it, it it would be very easy for me to just get on the bus and, and never talk to anyone like that. And, just, and look at and look at your phone, look like at most my people. phone or whatever. Yeah. Just like totally <laughs> yeah. isolate. But 
I realized, wait, wait a minute. I can do that on the airplane on the way home. I can do that when I'm at home. I can do that tonight in my hotel room when I'm, you know, winding down for the day or whatever. But right now I have potential opportunities all around me. And so let's, you know, let's let's embrace those. Another way that I've factored that into my life is every time my phone rings, I, I try to answer it. Now, if I'm in the middle of, say, recording a show, I don't. But if I'm at my desk, I don't ever intentionally let things go to voicemail. It's always like, let's answer the phone because you never know what opportunities lay on the other side of these things. So I agree. I agree. That's, yeah. a, that's a great story. And so, tonight. yeah, I, uh, you got to like maximize that. your travel time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I uh, I know that uh, I'll be better off at the next show from uh, you know following your idea of planning and uh, coming up with things and 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 connecting in advance to to people. And you know, one of the things I had on my list today was to discuss is what is your plan B. And in the case of like this episode. We had a guest that had to kind of drop out at the last minute. So, you know, we always have a list of topics that we we want to discuss. And uh, in this case, it just was natural because I, I love talking about the trade shows and CES because I've had a lot of success at those kind of events. So it worked out great. And as you as our listeners know, Dave and I can talk about anything. Uh, and uh, but if you know, you need to have that backup plan. What if everything goes to hell, right? Yep. What are you going to do? Uh, what if, what if you fly? I mean, I've had this happen. I've, <laughs> I've flown all the way across country at, just for a meeting and had the meeting canceled, like literally as I'm getting off the plane. Same. What, what are you going to do to maximize your time and turn it into more interesting? You know, in my case, it's like, okay, what customers or suppliers are within a, you know, I was there overnight and what customers or suppliers are within an hour drive that yep. I could drop in on uh, and just out of the blue and come by or take, you know, donuts to or, you know, that kind of thing and, and try to connect with people. But uh, always thinking of that plan B. And I remembered I was a I was a, a Boy Scout leader when my kids were growing up. And that is always always be prepared a, <laughs> and and have a plan B because. Things don't go right all the time. And you got a bunch of kids around that are just staring at you like, what are we going to do now? And uh, I've, so I've learned to-, to mitigate like you're right that you should always have a plan B whenever I'm traveling. If I if I have whatever the main purpose of my trip is, and it might be like you said, you're going to meet that one main supplier like that's definitely going to happen. You know that that's why you're getting on the plane. That's why you've spent the money. You've carved yeah. out the time. But as soon as I know that I'm doing that, I start thinking about plan B right away, like well before I, I leave the office and I Absolutely. reach out and I'm it's like, great. Hey, I think I'm going to be in town. Are you around that sort of thing? So that it, at the very least I have it in my head, who's around, who's going to be, you know, who's nearby. I'm already thinking I might even have plans with some of those people, but some of them maybe not, but you know, a text at the last minute, I've gotten so many, there's one ad agency that we work with that we had not been working with. We were aware of each other, but had not been working with. I went to one place. I was on my way there uh, to a different place that was like sort of the plan A, if you will. And they they texted me and they're like, yeah, look, dude, today's not going to work. We're, we've all just quit. And oh, like, what? Nice. So like, yeah, we're leaving <laughs> yeah. to to like start a competitor or something I'm like yeah, oh, today's yeah, the yeah. wrong day for Dave to show up. <laughs> like, that's yeah. bad. Even the people that are left holding the bag, like they don't want me there today. They they want me there in a few weeks, maybe, but not today. So I texted somebody at another agency. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm literally in the same area of of this city that that you are. 
I know we've been trying to meet and we couldn't set a time. You know, let me know if you're around. And she and then I went and and grabbed a slice of pizza because it was like, well, I was supposed to have lunch with these other people. So I'm finishing my slice of pizza and the phone rings when I answer it because that's my rule. And it was her. And she's like, have you eaten lunch yet? I'd love to get together. I'm like, of course I haven't eaten lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. Of course not. So I went and took uh, took a few of them out to lunch and we talked. And now we do a ton of business together because we were able to have that human connection time. So powerful, man. It's yeah. (laughs) But you're right. You've got to have that plan B. And if you don't have one, you need to be able to be comfortable with making one up on the fly. Chances are it's going to be fine. You know, it might well, be a little awkward, like like maybe, that one where yeah. I've already eaten and now I'm going to eat again. But whatever. oh, dude, I've totally done that. Yeah, yeah. I, I in in one situation I can recall, uh, I went to I was trying to pitch a, a, a repair service for this very large company, and the day I showed up, the CEO got fired, and <laughs> he was supposed to be involved in these meetings. You know, yeah, and I I rolled in. I'm just like, oh. Okay, well, what about you guys? What can we do? You know, like you, you want to go out to lunch? Do you guys need to go out? You know, da 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 da. Do you want me to leave for a couple hours and come back? But I, I was determined to meet with the people who I felt were ultimately going to make the decision. Yeah. Even if it was on a casual basis, I understand maybe I can't pitch this idea to you, but let's go and make a connection. So you know who I am. And one of the things, and we later did some business with this company. And and one comment I heard from this group of people over and over was that the reason we got the, the, the business was because I was very upbeat, positive and flexible, right? It wasn't, uh, you know, it has to be this way. I'm mad, now I'm mad. I flew all this way. This, it was just like, okay, guys, I got, and you know, I think sometimes like saying you haven't had lunch when you've already eaten lunch, you know, you kind of have to go, Hey, I tell you what, I have a customer down the road. I'm going to go meet with them. How about I come back after lunch or later yeah. in the day Whatever. and yeah. give you, give them some breathing room so they can, okay, great. How about, can we meet this evening? Uh, and you may need to just go kill some time, but you have to be resilient and, and flexible and creative about coming up with ways. And and I wound up meeting with, you know, about half the people I was supposed to, but it, it, it turned into years of business and we always would kind of laugh about, uh, you know, at the CEO's expense, of course, uh, that uh, you remember how we first met when the whole place like blew up when the, when we showed up and it, it works out great. So thinking about the plan B, thinking quick on the fly. If, and if I think a, you said being you know, being you said being resilient, but also being flexible, like those totally. those two things, just just showing that, oh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll make it work for you. Uh, you know, yeah, you course, can be persistent and flexible. And and I think there's there's a there's a skill to develop there. And a lot of it is just breathe. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, yes, this the plan has been blown up. Get, let yep. it go. Let it go. Right. You know what was the goal? The overall goal of the plan was to meet. OK, great. You can you can salvage this as long as you don't you don't want to come across as desperate, but you want to come across as interested. You know, yeah. the main. Yeah. What I was trying to achieve in in this situation was just to get that connection. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to make this this pitch and and try to get this deal done today. It just wasn't going to happen because everybody was in chaos. But, uh, you know just trying like, Hey, well, how, maybe we can get a time to sit around and, and just throwing out different ideas. I go, do you want me to come back tomorrow? And they were like, no, no, this, and they, so, you know, being uh, positive, staying positive, I think is a, 
has been a lifelong uh you know, crutch that I lean on all the time when all hell is breaking loose, when everything seems to be falling apart. If you can put some kind of positive spin on it and talk about getting through to the other side. Yeah. People tend to turn and look to you. Oh yeah. Oh, right. And so I didn't even work there, but I was like, Hey, well, you know, this opens up a lot of different opportunities for you guys. Doesn't it? You know, and I can, I mean, sitting around having a beer with these people later that day and, and they were like, well, yeah, actually, you know, and we talked about who could take over and what their plan was and why they did it in the first place. And it yeah. turned, I made some really deep connections with these folks and they then championed our business based on the, that meeting. And we're like, Hey, these guys can figure things out. And cause we wound up getting a, an entirely different type of business from these guys than, uh, uh, than I had anticipated, but you know, we were flexible and, and resilient and we got it and worked out really well. That's so, the key. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, 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 you know, I, I, like I said, I can be the guy that needs to be quiet and, sure. and recharge, but when I'm in those situations, I'm happy Dave and yeah. I'm energetic hundred <laughs> percent of the yeah, time. Yeah. You, you know, it's just yeah, like, here we go. Like, let's just do it. And some people, even at CES this year, there were some people who have known me for a while. They're like, what is the matter with you? Like you're always <laughs> upbeat and you're always happy. And it's like secret man. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you talk to my family, they'll probably argue with you, but like, oh, that's well, fine. That's different. Right. Yeah. But that's different. It's that's different. the thing yeah. is. Yeah. And, and they're like, gosh, you know, it's such a, and, and I had many people say, wow, it's such a pleasure meeting with you. Cause I, I know you're always going to be happy. And it's like, well, why wouldn't, even if I'm not happy, like I can put on a happy face for 10 minutes or even an hour. Like it's fine. No problem. (laughs) Just go do it. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think that, you know, obviously both of us enjoy talking with people and, uh, you know, to your comments about, you don't know where things are going to lead and opening yourself up. And when you get used to that and comfortable being in that role, not only, uh, can you connect on a deeper level, but you actually become kind of inspirational to it people. Is. Totally. Right. Cause I've had people tell me that and I'm just like, well, what are you talking about? It's like, well, just listen to the things that you're saying. And, you know, I was speaking at an eBay conference uh, a few months ago and I was talking to new eBay employees and I was just telling them, I go, man, you know, you're really fortunate to work at this company that then I was giving them all these reasons. And, you know, the guy sitting, sitting next to me was like, that's really inspirational, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's great. So, (laughs) you know, putting yourself out there and talking and, you know, sharing your experiences and, and interjecting some laughter into it, you know, part of my, uh, things that how I measure success is can I laugh each day. And so I, I go out of my way to come up with things that we can, you know, laugh about. And, uh, you, it allows you to connect. It really helps to your, for your personal and your small business success. Yeah. So I highly highly recommend it. So, you know, we'd love to hear your story. This was kind of on the fly. We're getting started for, you know, 2020. That's right. Happy Uh, New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you too. Uh, we have some great stuff coming this year. I'm going to start talking about a business that I'm thinking about selling and I'm not sure whether I should sell it or not. Uh, I'm going to talk about maybe it's time to move out of California and move all our businesses and our real estate, which is a total, I'll need some help uh, from our listeners on that front. And so a lot of stuff to talk about and some new things coming your way, which I, I think you're really going to like. I think, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got, you know, I'm not the kind of person that thinks, all right, this year, 
you know, it's it's we've now turned a calendar year, so therefore I must do different things. But it always does sort of work out that way, um, sure. you know, just because the way cycles work and all that. But uh, but yeah, we've got some. I was telling you before the show, we're doing some. Uh, we're approaching SEO in a different way. We're 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 really we're, we're bringing on an expert is what we're doing, and and kind of going in with beginner's mind. Even even though we've been doing this for a long time, I think there's a lot to learn. So. Um, That's great. Yeah, one of the businesses. Really I think good. it'll make a big difference. I, 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 if it doesn't make a big difference, we, I will be able to point to something I did wrong, and there will be a lesson there. But I, I, at yeah. this point in time, I don't think I've done anything wrong yet. So. <laughs> We will see. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah. it's early. It's early. So it's, it's good. early. Yeah, but, I'll screw uh, something yeah. up for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all do. Yeah. Well, and that's so. you know that's the other part of this whole thing. You know, you talk about being flexible and Plan B. You have to be comfortable with failure, and and you and you have to kind of be able to laugh it off. I mean, at some level, certainly t- different different opportunities of failure are uh, hurt more than others, but they are opportunities of failure, right? So you have to kind of think of it that way. Like, yeah, go back and and listen to, uh, we did a couple of episodes, you know, last fall about the best mistakes and uh, you'll hear some very successful people uh, that have built very successful businesses talk about their mistakes and what they learned from them. Yeah. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you, you know, feedback at businessshow.co. Make 2020 the year that you're going to reach out to us and come on and be a guest on the small business show and talk about your business and everything you've learned, what you've done, whether you're uh, a dog walker or, you know, you've built a real estate company, whatever it is. I'm, I'm on the hunt this year for unique business stories. I'm talking to some outdoors people, a mm-hmm. woman that uh, she loves to fish.com that I'm going to try to get on uh, that runs a business all about her fishing, which I think is fascinating. So come on and tell your story. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback at businessshow.co. That's it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for yet another great year of the show and uh, keep living that charmed life. We'll do it together. See you next week. 